Bell, let's get to some details on the market and some stock picking for you. My friend David Dietz is here, Managing Principal, Senior Portfolio Strategist with PPAC Private Wealth Management. David Dietz, you're here in person. Isn't that nice? Thank you so much for coming in today. So your thoughts on the market. We were just talking about the volatility that we've seen, not just you know in the last few days, but all year. So the big question now is, have we seen the bottom? And quite frankly, yeah. Nicole, no one knows whether we've seen the bottom. There's been some metrics that suggest perhaps there's been some panic selling. There's been several days when 95% of the stocks went down on heavy volume. The Dow has been down now seven weeks in a row. We haven't seen that since 2001. And valuations have been right. getting better. They were up around 22 uh, last December. Right now, they're around 17. And you know the five-year average in the market is about 18. If you strip out those 50 largest stocks, stocks are very reasonably valued for the other 450 stocks in the S&P 500. And of course, bonds aren't doing so well. So what we're telling our clients is stay diversified, but stay the course. Wherever we're right. going, we're closer to getting there. There's some good values out there. And we were talking about different metrics, right? Inflation's near 40-year highs, oil is still crushing folks. You go for food or you try and get an airline ticket. I mean, you're getting hit at all across the board. At the same time, when you look at these metrics, you want to see capitulation. You want to see that people are finally done selling and they'd like to start nibbling. What do you think is going to, you mentioned different metrics, right? Um, there's been some improvement here and there. What are you watching for? What's going to say to you, hey, I might try and get into some more growth names instead of my good old goodies. So one metric that people are looking at is that so-called VIX, which yeah. is that fear indicator. And if you go back to March 2020 in the teeth of the pandemic, that VIX reading got up to around 85. Yeah. Right now it is elevated, it's much higher than right. normal, showing there's fear out there, but it's stuck around 35. So some people are saying, if we saw that skyrocket associated with heavy downside volume, maybe that's the very moment when th things are getting washed out. Yeah, I think you're, you're making a great point because I see the VIX right now, 27.59. Um, no worries here at this moment, huh? So very interesting talking about that. Now, some of the names that you picked today are some of the areas that people have been feeling a little more secure in. They, they're more defensive, they pay dividends, right? You have energy, you have financials. Um, let's start off with your energy play here. I saw BP on there. Tell me a little bit about that. Absolutely. Well, you only have to try and fill up your car to know why energy makes sense now. And here's the situation. As the world comes out of the pandemic, as we are losing the production from the Russian area, of course, there's tremendous pressure on supplies. But here's the reality. Because policymakers have been so anti-fossil fuels, because mm -hmm. shareholders have been deprived of reasonable returns for the last 10 years, uh, these companies don't want to reinvest and increase supply. So that means that most likely the most the easiest path up in terms of prices is north. Uh, right. For example, one brokerage firm talked about $150 per barrel of, of uh, oil. So, you know, we're looking at the various integrated gas plays. So why BP? Well, BP is overseas and so it's getting that Europe taint because it's close right. to Russia. Right. Europe doesn't perform. The fact of the matter is they have a larger percentage of their assets in this country than Exxon does. They own Amoco, they own the um, uh, the Alaskan uh, uh, reserves and so forth. And here's a stock that's trading around just over $30 a share. It should earn over $6 a share. And what I like is mm -hmm. that they're taking that cash flow and promise to commit 60% of it back to shareholders. So they're buying back shares, they're right. pro providing a good dividend. And I think that's a good offset to this inflationary environment 
and to these nosebleed valuations on other areas of the yeah. market. Yeah, I think you're making a great point because that's exactly what we're seeing. You need something to offset that inflationary environment. That's a good one. What about Pfizer and Bank of America? So you go into drugs, you go into financials. These are two areas that are often good defensive plays. So both of them are like the blue chip leaders in their respective endeavors. Yes. Let's take Pfizer. Of course, they showed their stuff by being number one in terms of helping get us out medically from COVID-19. They were the first to market with the vax. They also had the pills. I'm very impressed with Albert Burlas, who's the CEO. Oh, yes. His leadership is working with the United States government and so forth. So, and you know, Unfortunately, pandemic uh, is not over. The rest of the world needs some of the same medications we've got. They're very well positioned for that. Right. But you also, how did they come up with um, the, the COVID-19 vaccinated? They partnered with BioNTech. And so Pfizer is the go-to company to partner with. Uh, right. You can't do everything in R&D pipeline. There's a lot of uh, merger and acquisition activity and who wouldn't you want to go to but Pfizer. And of course, look at the valuation. You've got a 3% plus dividend. You're mm -hmm. creating at a big discount to the market. Yeah. And you got the industry leader, what's not to like? Right, right. And what about rates when we look at Bank of America and some of these financials? And there's, you know, the big money center banks, you have regional banks, you know, you have brokers. Um, why Bank of America here? Well, we do have the 10 years, a little below the 3% mark today. Uh, so, well, we like the banks here just because they've been a big disappointment this year. Everyone mm. thought with interest rates going up, they're going to yeah. charge more for their loans there. But here's the problem. At the same time, the short end came up and so the yield curve is flattening and people are worried about net interest margins. And of course, right. there's the R word lingering out there, recession. Yeah, yeah. Financials don't do well if there's a recession. We think that's unlikely this year and probably not true next year, but that's also weighed in. So you have a company like Bank of America, it's down 32% in the last three months. We think that's too far. You've got a book value of about $30 a share. Right now it's about 35. And what I also like is the oh. sponsorship of Brian, Brian Moynihan and Bank of America by Warren Buffett. Right. What is Warren Buffett like most of all? Stock buybacks. And so I think the catalyst for a higher price on Bank of America is to announce that they're gonna take some of that cash flow. They should, they're 10 times earnings this year, right. eight times earnings based on next year's earnings and bu start buying back shares because the stock has plummeted. I think yeah. that could be a catalyst for a higher Bank of America. Yeah, and you know Buffett and the team are doing some serious homework and Brian Moynihan is, has a lot of respect um, and to your point, it's been beaten down. It really has been beaten down. You mentioned um, R word, right? Recession. And the truth is there are some calls that we will see recession in the new year by some of the big banks, or at least that it's likely, you know, 30% likely, right? They're giving percentages. How, you don't think it's likely? I mean, do you think that uh, we just, you mentioned the VIX earlier, that this is, um, you know, it, we're not seeing big, huge moves. We did see a 5% day down on the NASDAQ, but for the most part, it's it's easier and more steady. Is that what's happening here? Yeah, I think that's right. And I think the fact that there's some concerns about recession coming into the market is actually a positive. People are looking at the latest indicators of inflation saying maybe we're past peak. And of course, the best person right. who's mentioning recession now, there's some allusion to it in um, Jerome Powell's remarks on Friday. He said, we could have a recession. There's not much he could do about it. But guess what? If you're hell-bent to raise interest rates, but you're also worried about a recession, you might be a little less vigorous on that rate hike campaign. Mm. And I think that could benefit the market by taking a little less fear of right. those 75 pointers that oh, you're staring geez. at. That yeah. And that was pipe. when he threw that out there. And that's why the market jumped, at least for a moment.
right? <laughs> it's wonderful to see you. Thank you so much for coming here to the New York Stock Exchange in person. David Dietz, PPAC Private Wealth Management. Nice to see you, David. Thank, Thank you, Thank you. Nicole.